seller enthusiasts. How are you doing today? If you're new here, welcome. I'm your host, Shana. Welcome to my podcast, The Blushing Hanger, a reselling podcast, where each week I sit down and discuss everything Poshmark and reselling. And I'll share my experiences being a reseller, as well as my best tips and top seller secrets for how to run a successful Poshmark closet or to be a reseller in general. So if you're interested in reselling, thrifting, and all things Poshmark, I hope you'll consider following my podcast so you don't miss out on any of my upcoming episodes. And don't forget to follow me and the podcast on Instagram at theblushinghanger underscore. Thank you so much for listening. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So today we're going to talk about how to prep your items to sell on Poshmark. So thanks to one of my followers, her name's Leanna. Her Poshmark closet is luxurious underscore looks. And on Instagram, it's style by Leanna. She gave me the idea for this episode. So thank you, Leanna. Um, so my question to you or how you prep your items would be, so you had an amazing thrift trip and now you have a huge haul or a big bags of clothing, shoes and accessories now, where do you start? What do you do first? And it can be very overwhelming. So I actually just did this this past weekend, not with a big haul of new thrifted items, but with my death pile. Um, I went through everything, organized it, all that. So I'm going to kind of go point by point and just let you know how I did it. Maybe it's different from what you do. Maybe it's the same, but hopefully it'll help somebody with this over overwhelming task. So this is how I tackle my thrift hauls slash my death pile. So first I refill my water bottle and grab a snack and turn on my favorite reality show to have something fun in the background just to keep me going. And then my next item will be to take each piece out and cut off the price tags or the little plastic tags that are colored that the thrift store or wherever I got it from used. So I cut those off and I will also at this point make note of how much I paid for each item, either jot it down really quickly or keep the um, price tags or the receipt next to the items so that when I go to do the listing in Poshmark, I can put the cost of good down in the um, the bottom of where you do your listings. It, believe it's referred to as, uh, I don't know, item price. Oh my gosh, why am I drawing a blank? I'm actually in Poshmark right now, so I am going to look at it. I'm in my listing, editing my listing. I'm going to scroll down here. Okay, so it's the very bottom of each listing when you're making it. It's called additional details, private, and you know, in quote, or parentheses and then it says cost price there's a little field for you and only you see this so that's where you put that in just so you can um, be aware of how much you paid for it so you know if you get an offer and the offer is going to net you less than that amount you might want to double check accepting that offer so that's just something I personally do so that I make sure I'm always making money on my items and I'm not losing money just to keep track of how much I paid for each item now, next, I will put my items into stacks of similar items or categories. For example, my shirts will go in one stacker pile, then all my dresses will go in another, all of my shoes, and so on and so on. 
And now that I have all my pieces segregated into piles, I will go through each pile and thoroughly look over each and every item to triple check because I've already double checked at the store before purchasing. But every once in a while, I'll miss something. So I'm going to triple check for flaws that I may have missed. Usually I'm pretty good at this, but anything like a stain, a hole, a snag, anything like that. So if I find any flaws, I will move that item into another pile or bag of items that need to be fixed or tended to before they're photographed. So I'll usually have a few items that will need to be looked at, addressed, tended to, fixed, whatever, prior to, prior to my listing them. So usually, for me, it's a tiny hole that I miss, usually along a seam, or a small stain, or a snag. So those are the things I'm going to talk about right now, how I handle those. So first, for tiny holes, if it's like along a seam, or an area that's not going to be super obvious, I will use my sewing kit and I will fix and sew up the hole if I'm able to. But like I said, it really only works if it's along the seam because, you know, you can easily sew that up and I'm not a great sewer by any means, but it's very easy to do and it keeps something from, you know, some other reseller might have seen the item and saw the hole and they're like, oh, I don't want to deal with fixing it. But if I take the literally three minutes to sew up the hole on you know the little the little lining of the dress or shirt like nobody will ever know and it looks as good as new it's fixed so that I usually do but if there's like little tiny holes like on the front of a shirt or in like the middle of the dress something like maybe like a moth you know took a bite out of it or like a little pinhole those are kind of ugh, iffy for me. Occasionally I'll fix them if I think, like if it's patterned and then it will kind of blend in, but I will definitely notate it in the listing, the description of the item when I do list it so people are aware. Um, but yeah, if it does have tiny holes, I usually end up just donating that item, like keeping it out of my death pile or my haul and just putting it straight into my donate bag because um, I really don't think people like buying stuff with holes unless they're purposeful holes, like it's a distressed shirt. So that is how I address the tiny holes. Next for stains, if I find something that has a stain, I'll use a stain treatment. Right now I'm using OxyClean Laundry and More Stain Remover Fabric Cleaner. It's like in a spray bottle. So I will go into my laundry room, lay the item on top of my dryer, and I will spray where the stain is, um, as long as it's okay to do based on that fabric content. Um, and I will wash the item as well so I'll use you know the spot treatment stain treatment on it let it sit for like a, a little bit like 5 10 30 minutes and then I will wash it with other stuff as long as it doesn't have tags attached if it has a stain and has tags attached I'll still do the spot treatment but then I'll like hand wash it so I'm just getting obviously that area wet cuz I don't want to mess up the tag um, cuz obviously an item with tags is going to sell a lot better than an item without tags so 99% of the time the stain treatment and or washing will get the stain out, which is awesome. But if not, if the stain's still there and it's like a, a cheap item that I'm not going to make a lot of money on, then I just, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever, that's a, that's a loss and I'll go put that in my donate bag because I really don't like selling items with stains or flaws. Um, but on the other hand, if it is a high dollar 
value item, like an expensive dress, an expensive blouse, and the stain doesn't come out, I'll still list it, but I'll just make sure to notate in the description that does have a stain, and I will take pictures of the stain so that the buyers or potential buyers will be aware of it. Um, and I will also price that item accordingly, and I'll price it obviously lower than other similar comparable items. If somebody else has the same item listed without a stain, I will definitely price mine lower. It, it just is what it is, but that's how I use or treat stains, the OxyClean Laundry Amore Stain Remover Fabric Cleaner. And next for snags, it depends on the fabric, but I will use my scissors and try to cut it if it's not going to make a hole. Like I'll kind of examine the snag and the fabric and the area around it and see if I'll be able to cut it without compromising the fabric. Um, sometimes it's a very small snag and I can kind of just trim off the very tip of it and then it doesn't make a hole and it really, you would never know the difference. Um, but sometimes if it's like an open knit sweater or like just a knit sweater in general, my little trick um, is I'll take a small crochet hook, like a metal crochet hook, and I will um, pull the snag back inside from like underneath or inside out the item. And it usually just pulls the snag back in and like fixes the item. So if you have a small crochet hook lying around or you're at a craft store, pick one up. It's a great item to have to pull snags of sweaters um, back in and fix them. So that is one of my personal little tricks that I figured out while listing and posh marking over the last few years. So that is for that. Then for everything else, I'll go through and hang each clothing item up on my rolling clothing rack. I have a two-tiered um, like silver metal uh, like aluminum clothing rack that I purchased on Amazon when I started doing live shows for a little bit back in uh, March and April. It didn't really stick but I might do them again at some point. <laughs> um, but the clothing rack is awesome because it's nice so once you've like cleaned the items or brought them home and prepped them. Now they're hanging, they're not going to get wrinkled, and you have them just sitting there so you can grab it. It's already on a hanger and you can hang it on the wall or wherever you take your pictures and then from then you can store it after. But yeah, I like to keep my items that are going to be photographed and are ready to list hanging on my clothing rack. So, and if there's any pieces that need to be left up in the dryer or steamed before I take pictures for the listing, then I'll move those to a section of the, the rack, like the back of my rack, so I know that those like five items need to go in the dryer. If they don't have tags or if they have tags, I'll steam them to get any wrinkles out. Okay, so now we'll move on to shoes. So I will go through my shoe haul and separate them into groups according to style and type and then I'll set aside any pairs that need to be cleaned or fixed. Um, and I finally went through my death pile this last Sunday, which was yesterday, um, and I put on the Real Housewives of Orange County and just powered through cleaning and prepping all of my shoes that I needed to list because I had a lot. I just let them pile up and pile up and pile up because I didn't want to clean them or deal with them. but. I have some really cute shoes and boots now that it's fall and like just we got to get it done we got to clean them we got to prep them and take pictures so I did that yesterday and I was super proud of myself okay so for shoes there are a few different cleaning methods for the different types of shoes and their materials so here are a few that I have come across and what I do so for sneakers 
these can be wiped down with a magic eraser, like a Mr. Clean magic eraser, or a shoe cleaner. So thanks to my friend Michelle, who is um, the host of My Chaotic Closet podcast. Um, she recommended this amazing shoe cleaner. It's called Pink Miracle Shoe Cleaner Kit, and it's on Amazon. Um, it's a game changer. It works super good and super quick. So I used about half the bottle yesterday because I had, oh my god, probably like 15 pairs of shoes that I cleaned. So yeah, sneakers I think are by far the easiest shoe to clean. Um, if it's like a pair of Vans or Nikes, something like that that's like canvas or like mesh-like, those can also be thrown in the washer. Um, just just be careful. It just kind of, I don't know, it just depends on the stain and the material type, but certain shoes can be washed. And I did wash a pair of Pukas and Nikes in the washer, and then I put them on top of the dryer and just let them air dry. And then sometimes I'll wash them a second time if there's like a lot of dirt and mud and just, you know, it, it helps. It doesn't get everything out, but it definitely helps. Um, so... That is what I do for sneakers. Oh, and also for sneakers to take the shoelaces out before you do wash them because that way you can clean the whole shoelace because I don't know if you notice or when you wear sneakers, some of the shoelaces part that are in the little eyelets or the metal pieces sometimes get like black around those little parts of the shoelaces. So if you take them out and wash those outside of the shoe, you can wash them while you're washing the shoe, then those will get turned back to white again. So that's a little tip. Okay, so for leather boots, I'll use a leather cleaner or a restore. For heels or sandals that are faux leather, I'll usually just use the, the Mr. Clean dry eraser or like a damp washcloth, maybe with a little uh, soap on it to get off any like kind of scuff marks or obvious dirt or mud or something. But And then for suede shoes, I really don't do much with them. I will use a lint roller um, You're because you're really not supposed to get suede wet. Um, I've ruined a pair of shoes that way, like a pair of Vince platform sneakers that were mine, and uh, it was just so sad. So just use a lint roller, and then if you're going to clean like around the, um, the base of the shoe, maybe just with a wet washcloth, but just be really careful along the line where it meets the suede. So, so yeah, just a lint roller for suede shoes. Then once everything has been cleaned or fixed, I'll start photographing all these items, my clothing and my shoes, and then I will list them. And I usually do them in order about, or I do them in order how excited I am about the items, like the items that are my most high dollar value items that I know are going to flip really good, uh, the ones that are going to get me the most ROI, return investment, so... So yeah, so that is my little mini episode about how to prep your items to sell on Poshmark. Uh, let me know if you have any prepping or cleaning methods that you use that I didn't mention. I would love to hear um, any suggestions or what you do. So once again, thank you for listening and I hope you found this episode useful and informative and I will talk with you next time. Bye!